You're listening to the Healthy Creative Ministry Podcast with Matt Curtis. This is the podcast that helps you take your creative ministry from wherever you are today to healthy and effective. Thank you so much for joining me this week on the Healthy Creative Ministry Podcast. This week, I want to continue on what we did last week where we talked about uh, the character and, and what it is that God calls us to as Christ followers so that we can then make the connection that we need when it comes to us as being creative serving our church. This week, I want to talk about the opportunity that we have to comfort others in the trouble and hardships that they navigate, and how that's connected to even the hardships and the challenges that we ourselves face as individuals uh, and in our past, all of the things that we bring to the table. A season like Christmas or Easter or any of these major uh, seasons of ministry in your church, they tend to be tension-filled. There can be a lot of tension in the relationships with uh, between you and the, the ministry leaders that you're serving, and that could be because of a lot of deadlines, a lot of last-minute changes. There's loads of reasons, but I want to give you a little bit of a glimpse into what God's Word calls us to as Christ followers, so that as we are in the midst of a season like this, perhaps we can have this on our minds, and perhaps this can help us lean in in a different way than maybe we are inclined to do. So I'm going to read a couple blocks of passages out of 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm going to read verses 3 through 5, and then skip ahead a little bit and jump into uh, verse 8, about halfway through uh, through verse 10. So we'll start uh, here with verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. There's this idea that's being communicated to us now. Paul is sharing with us this idea that the sufferings, the hardships, the challenges that we have gone through in our lives, those things prepare us to receive comfort from God, but they also equip us to be able to then comfort others who are going through hardships themselves. And so in a way, the difficult seasons in life that we weather, those things are both a catalyst for us to receive comfort from God, but they're the preparatory seasons for us so that we can then be an encouragement to those who are struggling today, the ones that we encounter. Now, as I get older, I'm seeing this more and more in my own life. I'm seeing that I have been through more simply because more time has passed. And in that more, (laughs) that more time, I have experienced more hardship. And in that more hardship, I have seen and felt God's comfort. God has comforted me. And, And now... Presumably, I have been more equipped than I was when I was younger to be able to help encourage, comfort the people around me. Now, I want to elevate this for a moment simply because just because we've gone through these things, it doesn't mean that we will respond this way. And I think that's really the point that I want to elevate here. For much of my career, I was focused on myself and on mitigating or eliminating discomfort. And so the issues that I had most 
were about me avoiding discomfort. And what I find now, as I look back, those seasons of difficulty have actually prepared me to be able to minister more effectively and encourage people who, who are in the midst of those hardships now. So a lot of what I do with my business is helping churches that are in an unhealthy state. Their creative ministry is struggling. Uh, there's someone on the team who is feeling like they're burning out. It was because I went through those things that I'm able to be more effective in helping them today. Had I not gone through those things, then I wouldn't be as equipped as I am in order to do those things. And so for you, I don't know what your situation looks like. I don't know the hardships that you've gone through. But I do know that a season like Christmas, like Easter, like small group launch or whatever the big things are in your ministry context, those seasons are particularly good seasons for you to remember this and to practice this. So I want to encourage you to embrace that as you're in the midst of things, look for these opportunities to be comfort and to encourage and to help the people around you as they navigate some of the challenges that they face. One of the things I talk about often is this idea of everyone has a backstory. And this is a season where the, the frustrations that emerge are actually most of the time a reflection of the backstory, meaning there's some baggage or problem or difficulty that Christmas uh, brings up for people. And it causes relationships to be strained. It causes interactions to be more stressful. In some cases, it causes an, uh, an unhealthy perspective of the importance of the events that we're putting on. And so as you engage, remember that. Remember that people are coming to the table with a backstory, as are you. The hope, of course, is that our backstory can inf inform our ability to comfort others. Now I want to move into verse, uh, this is about halfway through verse 8 here, but still 2 Corinthians, first chapter. Now this is Paul recounting and, and kind of making clear some of the challenges that he's gone through. So this isn't just sort of an arbitrary, hey, you know, guys, you know, when you go through hard stuff, you should be like good and stuff. That's not what this is about. This is about now, I also have done this. <laughs> I want you to look at my story and my circumstances so that you can understand that me, the messenger, I am speaking to you out of a place of experience. And so Paul continues now to talk about some of the problems that they encountered when they were in the province of Asia. That's uh, the first. Actually, I'm just going to read the whole thing of, of verse 8 because that'll give you the context. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. So this is the context. We had some problems. All right. I'm not going to tell you to lean into this, you know, you have a problem, God comforts you, now go comfort others. I'm not going to tell you that without giving you some insight into how real this is for us. Continuing in verse 8, we were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. So there's this really interesting uh, contrast here. We felt something, a pressure, a great pressure, 
beyond our ability to endure. This felt like it was beyond us. We felt like we were not able to weather this or to maintain this or to, to survive this. That it was beyond us. That's what we, we actually felt that we had received the sentence of death, as verse 9 says. And what's so interesting here is that so common in our Christian experience today, we hear these messages of like, oh, we'll never have anything that's beyond our ability to, you know, all these kinds of like, I don't know, just sort of, they feel shallow to me. They feel empty. These kind of promises that everything will be fine. Don't worry about it. But that negates or at least ignores the depth of some of the hardships that we encounter in our lives. Paul's telling us here that he felt like he had been sentenced to death. That's pretty severe. And then in the second half of verse 9, he tells us it happened that we may not rely on, our, on ourselves, but on God. And what's fascinating here is who raises the dead. There's almost this admission of, look, even if we couldn't make it, and we did die. This, this was a sentence of death. God can raise the dead. So there's this deep faith in the fact that God is working. He has delivered us from such deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. So there's an acknowledgement here that God is the deliverer. And so these two portions of the passage, to me, are so powerful as a pair because it's helping us understand that we will go through things that are extremely difficult and extremely hard. It's real easy for us in the midst of busy seasons to begin losing hope. We begin to imagine that there is simply no way we're going to get through this season. We don't believe that there's hope for the future of our contribution to the organization. We don't believe maybe that we have enough time to get everything done. We don't believe that the people around us respect us or appreciate us. Now, these aren't, these aren't perils that are equivalent to what Paul is dealing with, but these are perils, these are problems that really do erode us over time. And the way that I have found to combat this is to remember this first portion here, to remember that while I may not see the, the end point today, I remember this. I, was, I remember the, the season of burnout for me. And I remember thinking to myself, why? Why is it that God will not open the door for me to leave? Why is it that God will not allow us to move even though we had the job in hand, we had the stuff of our house packed in a moving van? And why? Why is it that God instead moved us into this season of hardship personally, very acutely, so that then we couldn't move out of the hardship season, the, the professional season of hardship. What in the world is going on? But now with perspective, I see the story differently. And believe it or not, I find that it aligns perfectly with what God's word is telling us here. God has prepared me through these hardships, to comfort others going through those hardships. So I don't know what you come to the table with in this Christmas season. I don't know what the people that are interacting with you come to the table with. I don't know what kinds of hardships are fueling some of the tensions. But I do know that the things that you have gone through 
have prepared you. They've prepared you to actually care really well for the people around you. And so when we forget that, we become angsty, we become grumpy, we become short and, you know, it's a problem. But when we remember that, it completely changes the way that we interact. And it also changes the net result. It makes everything better. It deepens our relationships with one another. It encourages others in the body of Christ. It also affirms that we believe that God is who he says he is. We believe that he has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and we believe that he will deliver us again. Practically, I want to give you a a verse that it might be, I'm not a big life verse guy because I'm like the whole Bible, I think should be my life verse, but that's my own sort of (laughs) cynicism speaking. Uh, But I want to give you uh, a verse here in Proverbs, Proverbs 16, 24. It is one of the verses that I continually go back to. It's a real encouragement to me because it's, it's equally hopeful as it is challenging. Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. This passage has been a, a real profound challenge for me personally because when I'm frustrated, when I'm in the midst of these troubles, these challenges, these issues and sufferings, whatever you want to call them, I don't have gracious words naturally. I have to work at that. I have to be very proactive at working at that, actually. And so this, the importance of these gracious words are made evident by the second half of the passage here. They're sweet to the soul and they're healing to the bones. I found that when I respond to hard seasons by pursuing gracious words and by sharing gracious words, so much changes in my own countenance. And fortunately, it also changes others as well. This isn't just a self-serving passage. This isn't just, wow, Matt, good job. You, you feel a little better even though you're in the midst of a hard season. No, no. These aren't words that solve the problem per se, but they definitely express the comfort that God has given us. And so in the midst of whatever you're in today, whether it may not even be work-related. You know, this is very oriented towards the creative serving in the church, but the reality is that this is a life principle. These are life circumstance things. This isn't just about our work. Whatever the situation that you find yourself in, I would encourage you to be intentional about pursuing and delivering gracious words. Be someone who is sweet, someone who is healing to the people around them. And the way that we can do this is by remembering how we were comforted and then choosing to be intentional both in our words and in our actions to comfort others in the same way. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Healthy Creative Ministry Podcast. This podcast is just one of the ways Lunchtime Heroes can help you build a healthy creative ministry in your church. Stay up to date on the latest by signing up for the Creative Bites email at lunchtimeheroes.co. 